0: fantasy managers hello and welcome back to the game week 21 preview show the fpl addicts podcast powered by esports live and sponsored by bonus bank and a massive thank you to our sponsor bonus bank for supporting us and our community this season and make sure that you're checking out their details in the caption below on how to take advantage of bookies promotions it's free to set up but if you want a further 25 percent off your first premium month you can use our discount code which is down below and whether you're listening along or watching if you're enjoying the content make sure you give our video some love with a like rating or review as well as a subscribe today we've got the main man the guru he's returning from a little christmas hiatus and we've got ollie walker peel as well so guru we'll start with you how are you doing mate
1: yeah it's good to be back elliot it's good to see see you good to see ollie um i feel like it's been a while since since the three of us have been on here together so um yeah doing well um other than fpl it's not not been a great week for me had a You know a low point score so far 24 points had a lot of players missing up in yeah struggling with the uh with the COVID. it's it's a shame because of uh you know the nice green arrow took last week but yeah you know we've got to move on it's it's just a, a crazy fpl time at the moment i know i'm not the only one that's um that's been hit by this uh these these postponed games but um yeah other than that
0: doing well yeah, absolutely, and it's good to see you, uh, D10 and Andy in the chat there. Thank you very much for tuning in so early or late in the day. I know it's late for you, Daniel. Andy, I'm not too sure about you whereabouts you are, but thank you both for being here. Ollie, how are you doing, mate? You're sitting with a, a grin on your face because you're having quite the good FPL week this week, aren't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, life's going pretty good, thanks. El. I mean, the one time I have a decent week in FPL, we're not even going to talk about the week. So it's you know, it's a bit of a you know, bit of an interesting one that. But you know, obviously. It's been a decent festive period. I um, hope everyone's ready for for New Year. Rovers are on fire. Another win this morning for us while we're in Australia. Uh, Diaz is just mental. So, yeah, life's pretty decent. FPL's going okay for once. Yeah, all good, mate. How you so doing? It was
0: 1,000 a- a to 1, just quickly, for, for, for Diaz to score 20 championship goals at the start of the season. And wow. he's done that just before the halfway mark of the season. That's insane. It's just
2: after for us, it's 24 games. But well, it's just before, you know, of right before, you know, New Year. He's done it in, you know, first, well, I mean, first year of the season, if you will, if that makes any sense. I just tried to word that in any way I could because I couldn't get the, the words out. But there you go. How are you doing, pal? I never really ask you how you're doing, mate. <laughs> you doing all right? I think that's the the pain of being the
0: host, mate. You ask everyone else how they're doing, but you don't often uh, you don't often get it reciprocated. I'm doing well, thank you. Like yourself, I'm uh, having good, quite a good FPL week. Newcastle obviously didn't have a game this week, so they couldn't ruin my uh, my week so far. So we're still on the high of that that point against Man United but we all know that we deserve more at the end of the day but it doesn't matter because we're only here to talk about FPL and obviously um, you know the game week hasn't ended we've still got one fixture remaining we've got Man United Burnley in the morning uh, if you're over here in Melbourne and it's probably you know the the same day as you if you're in England just waking up now it's probably it's it's a late kickoff uh, in England it's 8.15 if I'm not mistaken there and I think it's 7.15 here so um, whatever happens in that game you know just take everything on the podcast today with a pinch of salt because we're not too sure what's happening and yet people's weeks could be flipped around. Ollie, I know you've got Ronaldo as your captain still to play, which is absolutely huge going into the last game, isn't it?
2: It is, and I'm on green arrows as it is. So I was just saying off air to Elliot, like I'm one Ronaldo hall away from a massive week. So if I can do that, then, you know, the last two or three weeks can just really just be reversed with, with one decision. Obviously, Blanks against Newcastle, he was really abject against Newcastle. I'm sure you watched the whole game, watched bits and pieces. I, you know look, Burnley are a team I love to hate, so to see him you know, to see him score would be nice. To see him score against the team down the road as well um would be would be pretty good as well. I had a run in with a with a Burnley fan at the at the Boxing Day test who took immediate um <laughs> immediate um what would you call it, Offense to what I was wearing. So so even if I'm not going to watch the game with him, just to see him, just to know that he'll be quiet would be nice. <laughs> of, to see that we are the superior club, but hopefully Ronaldo does something scrapping in the morning.
1: Scrapping at the cricket, Oli. Ollie's
0: scrapping at the cricket. Oh, Absolutely man. <laughs> can't, can't
2: take this boy anywhere, tell you what.
0: <laughs> English oh, allies, mate. but you know there's obviously the the rivalries within England. Ollie, just want to ask you about this one really quickly. I personally don't think you're going to sell him uh, this transfer window. I think it'd be absolutely ludicrous from Blackburn. But can you see him getting a Premier League move maybe at the end of the season if you don't go up?
2: Well, we are going up for one, mate. Um, <laughs> can I just remind you, Nick? You're a top man, mate. But uh, it's not New Year's Eve yet, so uh, you're a day early on that alcohol, mate. Because you need to, you need, you need to gain some sense into your pal. What are you on about? just utterly waffling. He isn't leaving Rovers, not yet anyway, and he wants to be playing Premier League football, so why would he go to Newcastle? Because um, we'll be the one up in the Prem next season, hopefully, and look, it's great to see him do so well. Hopefully, he is in the Prem next season with us, and you know, with, with FPL, you know, who knows what price he's going to be, because he's, Doing amazing at the moment, twenty goals. You know, obviously the championship record is thirty-three with Ivan Tony, and you know, even you know he probably won't even be the highest scorer in the season with with the way Mitrovic is going. But he's not going to Newcastle, mate. So just wake up. Well, one man who looks to be on his way to Newcastle is
0: uh, Kieran Trippier, as pointed out by D10 here and Guru. He's a man that you know quite well, and it's not it's not the Newcastle podcast today. We will touch on FPL <laughs> in a minute. But do you think that'd be quite a good signing for uh, Eddie Howe's Black and White Army?
1: Yeah, it'd be a top signing for Newcastle. You know, he's he's had Champions League experience. He's played in Champions League final, obviously for Spurs. He's played in the Champions League for Atletico Madrid. He's played in World Cup semi-finals, Euro twenty twenty finals. So I think he'd be a great signing for uh, for Newcastle. One thing I will say is I think he'll put a relegation clause in there, so you might only get him for six months and then he will be months. off. But um, now to and all on say I think it'll be a great signing for Newcastle. Um, you know an interesting one for FPL if Newcastle can start you know keeping some clean sheets nicking some 1-0 wins he knows how to take a free kick uh, and a corner so um interesting one when he comes back in the premier league i'll probably say maybe 5 million i think he might be priced at
0: well, you know, early predictions there from the guru. The deal looks um, fairly along, so I'm expecting. You know, they probably want that one through the door as soon as possible. So we'll just have to see how that one uh, eventuates in the next couple of days. FPL planner and uh Quentin. It's also good to see you boys in the chat. Hope you're doing well. And is that as he said, Brownhill to, Black- to be Blackburn's first signing for their return to the Premier League next season? All and I don't know how Danny much Wellbeck. You would absolutely love Danny <laughs> Welbeck. Danny Welbeck. Oh, God. We'll uh, we'll touch on Danny Welbeck just a little bit later, boys, but we will bring up the results from the games that have been played so far. There's been six Premier League games played uh, so far this week, if I'm not mistaken, with one still to play. Obviously, Man United-Burnley, as we were saying, but Guru, has there been a fixture this week that's really stood out to you? There's been uh, not too many goals to to shout about this week, but there's been a couple of games where quite a bit of action has been happening.
1: Yeah, there's a few. I've got to say that Leicester-Liverpool game. you know, from an FPL point of view, it was just incredible how, you know, all the people that took out Salah just got away with it, with his miss pen. And I just can't believe it. I just cannot believe what happened. And, um, you know, Leicester pulling out the 1-0 win and it just, everything went their way. Um, Schmeichel had an unbelievable game. Um, so it's got to be that Leicester-Liverpool one. I did not expect uh, that result. Um, yeah, it was, it was almost freakish, everything that went on in that game. So it's got to be Leicester-Liverpool for me.
0: Yeah, when Adam ola scoring the uh, the winning goal, yeah. then you know something has gone wrong uh, in 2021, nearly 2022, but we're in 2021 still. It was a crazy game and I know it was a game that disappointed a lot of managers, Guru. You know, a lot of people might have woken up to see that, you know, Salah's on zero points. Oh, it's all right, my vice-captain will play to to later find out that unfortunately he missed the penalty. And not only did he miss the penalty, he, he fairly scuffed the uh, the rebound as well. He jumped a little bit too early, rushed it a little bit for what was probably a fairly easy goal, wasn't it, Guru?
1: It was. It's, yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable to think, you know, he's, I think what happened is old Salah, a lot of people took him out because the Liverpool game got called off against Leeds and then they thought, look, we've got the AFCON, um, so we might as well just keep him out of our teams. Um, but then there was also people that bring him back because of, you know, the Man City-Leicester game, thinking Liverpool, you know, come out and score a load of goals and Salah missing that penalty probably cost everyone an extra sort of 20 points or so. And yeah, it's just... Um, just unbelievable missing that rebound as well but we can't be too hard on Salah because you know he's been phenomenal for us this season so um yeah we can't be too hard on on Salah for that miss
0: Yeah, you know, he's been so, so brilliant. This season. only three blanks in 20 game weeks of of football when he's played. So he's been absolutely brilliant. Just got one question, or sorry, one comment that I want to bring up. He's managed to convince his three-year-old that goal is a documentary and it's nothing but a documentary. That's all you're going to tell your kid for the rest of your life, Quentin, because that is brilliant. We've got another one from Adrian. And Ollie, I want to ask you about this one, because obviously Man City's sitting in the prime position at the minute um, for the Premier League. And, you know, with the Liverpool players like Salah, Marne Matip will be going off to Afcon. Obviously, City will be hit with players like Mares, but you know less substantial to their team because of the amount of depth that they've got. And you know Chelsea will be hit as well, their main goalkeeper uh, and that sort of stuff. So, do you think it's City's title to lose now?
2: Uh, look, I do. They're eight points clear at the moment, Man City. They had to grind out the win this morning against Brentford. Obviously, they had the goal late that was disallowed. I was, I don't know, I cut the last bit of that after the Rovers game, hit full time. Um, and they had to grind it out, um, but but good teams find a way to win matches. You know, you see it all the time with the one nils, you know, good teams find a way to, to win those games. You know, the average teams draw those games, maybe nil nil or, or whatnot. And that's the difference. Um, I think Man City, you know, we've found over the last few years that they're so brilliant at that. Being eight points clear, um, I don't see another team that can catch them at the moment. Um, I think the title race is almost gone. I can see that gap growing as well even with, you know, even postponements or whatever. AFCON is going to massively affect Liverpool with Salah and uh, Mane. Um I'm sure there's other players that we haven't even talked about yet that we might talk about later that are leaving. Might impact it as well, but Manchester City, I think are going to win the league. Um, and it's annoying because we always want a good title race, but I don't think we're going to get one this season. Yeah, so with AFCON and Liverpool, uh, I was reading this morning that they'll miss
0: both legs of the uh, the Arsenal-Liverpool EFL uh, Cup semi-final and, you know, a minimum of two Premier League matches, but that depends on if any of them are rescheduled into January as well. So there's the possibility that they'll miss Liverpool-Leads as well. So that's a total of three Premier League games um, that they could be missing and, you know, that, that could be a, a couple point swing for between Liverpool and Man City, um, which, you know, is going to be absolutely pivotal for them come the end of the season. I'm sure I tend to agree with you, Ollie. I think, you know, no one's sort of really caring too much about the top at the minute because, you know, it's just going to be another Man City rollover, Um, you know, spending all the money, doing what they're doing, getting all the best players in. um, They're pretty much bulletproof to, to the competitions like AFCON because um, they've just got so much depth in their squad and they're just absolutely brilliant, they play brilliant football. As you said, they grinded the win out this morning, but you know that's what the champions end up doing. Don't know they? they get those scrappy one nil away wins at you know teams like Brentford. So it's going to be an interesting one, but I think my money would definitely be on Man City at the minute. And I think a lot of people's money uh, would be in the same place if I was a betting man, but I'm not. Uh, so we'll just have to see how that one goes. But Ollie, I've got to ask you for another fixture. Was there a fixture this week that really jumped out at you? And no, you can't talk about Blackburn's 2-1 Win against Barnsley.
2: I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna mention that. But I, you know, you should know me by now. I was gonna be utterly predictable. It's got to be Chelsea. Brighton has to be Chelsea. Brighton. Obviously, on the one hand, we've got the title race, but on the other hand, and much more importantly, we've got Danny Welbeck. Look at him on the screen. Look <laughs> at him in all his glory. Look at that. <laughs> you can't beat it. You know. I. I. You know. I wasn't watching that game, but I saw on Twitter. Welbeck goal. Quentin's <laughs> tagged me in it. I'm like, go on, lad. Go on, Daddy Welbeck. What an absolute legend. Um, I think it's Bryson's first league away goal at Chelsea in their history. I think they've played away before. Um, maybe in the cups and scored away. Um, or it might be their first ever goal away at Chelsea. I was just checking that before. No, it's their first think, goal I think ever away I at Chelsea. That's
0: what I said in their in 100 the yeah, and whatever year history.
2: Hmm. I was having a look before and. Um, I thought, I thought they, they had scored in the cup away, but no, it's their first ever goal away at Chelsea. And what a man to score it. Danny Welbeck, making history. I said earlier in the season that he could be a good third striker. Am I going to advocate for you to bring him in? I mean, he's an option. I wouldn't personally, but but what a man.
0: Only only took him 20 game weeks, mate. Do you want to give the, the viewers out there a little bit of backstory as to why we're, uh, we're going so crazy off Danny Welbeck? I so don't think we're uh, going insane.
2: To be honest, I can't even remember how it started. I think did I mention it on a podcast? An FPL space. I or think space. it was a podcast
1: that went into a space. I think yeah, it was on the pod. It was on the pod. It, it, was, was on the pod Ollie. it
2: was it was something, and and Quentin FPL amateurs of Oz just ran with it, and we had the we had the memes from from everywhere. In fact, it might have been was it? It could have been our draft league. We have an Australian draft league. It might have been in that. It was a, a myriad of things it could have been. But anyway, I mentioned that. Well, that could be a good option. Um, and we just ran with it and and here we are game week 20 scoring away at Chelsea Um, and the name on everyone's lips in the FPRDIC space I mean not quite but he may as well be
0: (laughs) just I remember that podcast so vividly you just going on and on and on and on and on about Danny Welbeck the whole time um, you know as you said you've got your wish 20 game weeks in so you've, you've managed to get it somewhat right Ollie. and as you say you're not advocating for people to be bringing him into your team uh, at the minute but we'll just have to see how it ends up going maybe that's going to you know turn his season around and he's going to spur Brighton on to uh, some sort of glory I'm sure if Oz Spike was here he'd, uh, he'd be all about it as well we've got a, uh, a question from Quentin and we'll go to you first Guru he says what are your allegation picks so far for this season and I don't think this is going to be too kind to me as a Newcastle fan.
1: <laughs> Norwich for sure I think. Um, I feel for Norwich a bit because since Dean Smith come in at the start they look like they were picking up the form and then they've just been decimated by Covid. Uh, injuries and um, you know they've had a couple of tough fixtures late and it's really cost them I just think it, it could just be a bit out of their reach. I'll say Norwich um i don't want to throw newcastle in there just yet because i do rate eddie howe i like eddie howe um and i think like i was saying on on twitter you know some of these COVID games being cancelled might help you know say a team like newcastle because you're now able to sort of build you know add add some talent to your squad in january um if Trippier comes in um you know if you can get a couple of other players i think you might pick up some results so um i'm actually going to say I think Newcastle might stay up, and I'm going to go Norwich. I think Burnley will. um Surely this is time for Burnley now. Like they've just been grinding their way through season after season. There's not many goals in them. They've got corne but other than that, I'm going to put Burnley in there, uh, and I'm going to go uh, Watford's another one as well. There's just they sack managers constantly. um I'll go Watford. I, I was I was going to add Leeds in there as I just. Yeah, they've been injury hit as well, but I'm going to go with uh, Burnley,
0: Watford and Norwich. You've always been my favourite on the podcast, Guru. I don't, think <laughs> Oli, I don't think Ollie's going to be quite so kind to us here, but I think they're fairly astute picks from you there. Ollie. who are your three that you think are going to go down to the Championship and join your Blackburn in the, the second division next season?
2: Well, I'm, I'm going I'm, to... I, I said a couple of weeks ago that I actually think Norwich, you know, it's not done for them yet. I think under Dean Smith, he's a you know, decent manager, really good manager. I really rate him as manager. I'm still going to throw Norwich in there as my bottom three, but I'd say it's not over for them yet. Don't completely write them off. Because I think Norwich are a team that potentially could potentially come back and maybe stay up. But I don't think they've got enough, despite that. Uh, that might sound contradictory, but don't write them off is what I'm saying. I'm going to throw Newcastle in there. I, I think similar to, similar to Burnley, I think it's their time. Um, even under Eddie, Eddie Howe, they've not been brilliant. Uh, Joel Linton's been revitalised, as I said to mid, which has been class to see. Um, but I just think you're going to have to bring a lot of players in January. We've seen talented squads go down in the past um, and it's going to take a lot. These players have got a gel under a you know new style, new manager. I don't think they're going to do it. And for the sake of football, it's probably best to delay the inevitable you know, monopoly, well, not monopoly, but you know, inevitable dominance that, or some sort of dominance that Newcastle going to have because they're going to be good. So, if you can delay that one more season, then maybe for the sake of football, it might be a good idea. And Burnley, I think, will, will go down. I think that, you know, it's going to hurt me to say this. Sean Dyche is very good at what he does, he keeps teams up. He, he's a good manager for, for for a club like Burnley, but they're going down and it's going to be funny. Um the one thing is though if if Burnley if Burnley go up I know there's no Rovers fans in the comments. If if we go up I actually wouldn't mind Burnley staying up so we can have our East Lancashire derby and relegate them ourselves next season. But um but I think Burnley will go down. Yeah, I think again I think both
0: of those three that you boys have picked there are fairly You know, fairly standard picks and fairly reasonable picks. I think uh, on the Newcastle matter, it really does depend how many more fixtures we have suspended due to COVID because, you know, if you get the Southampton one postponed and you know, you're looking like that Watford game becomes so important. And if you can get two signings through the door early days, like I'm talking as soon as the deadline opens, because that's what I think they want to do with the trippier one. I think that's why they're getting in early. They want him in the team as soon as possible because um, they know they're going to need all the help that they can get for the second half of the season. So it just depends on that for me. But um, I think, yeah, both the picks that you've gone with, their boys, are uh, fairly standard. Mark Armour, you reckon you've got 65 points and a massive green arrow to the top 250K after. From the two, top 250k, sorry, to top 110k. So thanks for the advice yesterday, lads. That is our pleasure. We hope you enjoyed, and if you haven't, make sure you subscribe. And we can always give uh, somewhat the best advice out there, uh, self-branded best advice out there as well. Um, D10 makes a really good point about your leads pick here, Guru. He reckons that if leads sell Rafinha to buy and they go down. He's been holding them up. He is the maestro of that team. He's carried them on his back this season um, through the injuries and everything. He's sort of somehow managed to stay fit. He's always seemed to have a yellow arrow on him in FPL, but he's managed to play pretty much every game, and um, he he sort of is keeping them up, you know, with a fighting chance um, at the minute. So, do you think if if he goes, you know, this January to a club like Bayern Munich, Leeds are pretty much down?
1: It's going to be tough for him if Rafinha goes, for sure. Um, It's just such a tough one with Leeds. you have had so many injuries, and sometimes when, you know, a side is just getting injury after injury, um, and it's just not quite going their way, you know, and then someone like Rafinha goes, it's going to be tough. Um, you know, maybe Biesler's sort of, um, you know, heavy football that he plays relies, you know, relies heavily on fitness throughout the whole season. You know, they get the odd game where they get absolutely hammered. Maybe it could just, um, yeah, all come to an end if Rafinha goes. It's going to be difficult. Bamford's, you know, barely been fit as well. So, yeah, I've got to say if Rafinha goes to Bayern, yeah, it's it could be scary for Leeds and they could be back in the championship again
0: yeah who knows what, what will happen in this January window and obviously we're none the wiser sitting here on the 30th and um, before you know the game week 20 is even finished as well so we'll just have to see what a crazy transfer window we hope will unfold over the next month. Uh, Quentin asks another good question boys and we'll go to you first And it's about the Chelsea defenders and they're quite a hot topic at the minute and we can get into a little bit of an, an open discussion about this boys because they're just not keeping the clean sheets that they used to at the start of the season with Tuchel that they're, they're sort of leaking goals these days you know it's usually just the, the one or the two but in F PL, that's enough to ruin your week for your defender so it's not good enough and you know having these players like Alonso and Rhys James all those premiums when there's better Man City defender assets that you can get into your team um, it's annoying people so he's asked what the best James replacements are he's mentioned Rudiger, Cucurella, Tierney, Diaz, Dallo, Regulon, and Emerson as well um, so Ollie, you know are you looking to get these Chelsea defenders out of your side?
2: Well, I'm actually really glad you've asked that, Quentin, to be honest, because I was looking to get rid of Rudiger um, out of my team this week, and that will be the move that I'll make. So to answer your question, I'm going to rule him out instantly um, as a replacement option. Um, out of the list you've given there, I was just looking before very briefly. Um, Tottenham's fixtures look okay long-term, short-term. They're not perhaps the best. There's a North London derby in there. Chelsea, Man City, short-term horizon. Um, or relatively short-term. Um, you've got United, you've listed there, with Dallow. Their fixtures are decent. But I'm going to go with one, you know, even, you know, it's one you've listed, but slightly on the left field. Cucurea looks like a great shout. Um, Brighton got some really good fixtures, the way I read them as well. A uh, chance for a potential double-up with uh, with Sanchez in goal. Um, twos and threes down to game week 29. 29. Um, they do have a blank in 24, but who knows, that might potentially get filled. You never know. Um... And also, he's he's you know been decent. I think he got. Did he get the three bonus the other the other night? Um, this, hmm. this morning, this morning. Sorry, he got the three bonus, didn't he? He did. He did. So bonus, you know, potential bonus points. I think Ukrae could be a decent option, and potentially lower budget than some of the options you've listed there. But regular on close second.
0: Yeah, he's five million as Cucurella and you know he obviously plays as a wing back uh, in that Brighton side. So I think he is a, a very good shout. But Guru, do you think he's a better shout than maybe you know the likes of a Kieran Tierney or a Regulon or an Emerson?
1: It's an interesting one. Look, Brighton have got some really good fixtures, um, and he is looking good. I agree with Ollie there, but they do miss game of twenty four, um, so that you know you're going to get a blank out of him there. For me, I'd still be swaying towards your Regulons. Uh, and Emerson's just because of the double game weeks. I think Spurs got Burnley potentially in one of those double game weeks, which I think is a good fixture. Um, I'm really liking Regulon at the moment. He's getting forward a lot. Um, but I probably would be, sort of, I'm still, I'm sweating more towards uh, an Aston Villa defender at the moment with their potential double game week coming up. And if you're going to replace James, I'd be looking at someone like Matt Target, or uh or Conta from Villa Consa's a really interesting one because he's such a a set piece threat so I think right now um you've got to play the game a bit more short-term with all the COVID stuff and if we you know if if Villa get this double game week I think Target or um or Conta are actually better options um but I will say the one thing about Villa is Mings is suspended so that might put people off their defenders but yeah I think Matt Target and and for me would be the best ones for this next game week
0: as far as Ming's wow. being suspended, I reckon. I reckon that's advantage Villa. Probably a good Wigan, thing, yeah. In my <laughs> yeah, yeah. The <laughs> amount of mistakes he makes. Uh, true. I'm, if I'm fairly honest, I don't rate him too highly, but I know that he is uh, fairly integral to the way that Villa play. But he does make the uh, the odd mistake. He's he's one to <laughs> to pass back pass quite short and players just intercept it in the throw and they're on goal. But he obviously is a, a decent player. You don't play at Aston Villa uh, in the Premier League if you're not. So there's got to be something in there and hopefully we can see it during this, you know, good form of run, uh, good form of fixture, sorry, for Villa. As you say, Matt Target, he was an absolute FPL hero last season. Uh, he was 4.5 million, set-piece threat, um, all sorts. So, you know, maybe we're going to be seeing that again, the season guru. Matty Cash is another one um, who's been fairly decent for, for Villa as soon as he's coming. He's only got the one goal uh, for them, but, you know, he likes to bomb forward and they're, they're, they're lucky because they've got two attacking fullbacks and, you know, Gerrard loves to play the, the attacking style of football. He tries to keep it as balanced as he can. But, you know, I think those two are going to be brilliant, brilliant options. But, you know, it's always it's always good to notice that Um, You know, the two big centre-halves are also, you know, they pose the attacking threat as well because of the set pieces. You know, it wasn't long ago that um, Konza scored two goals in in the same game and got that massive, massive return for his owners. So, in terms of the fullbacks against centre-halves for Villa Guru, which ones do you sort of favour?
1: Konza had a really good season last year as well, didn't he? Um, Yeah, look, I'm not a big fan of Matty Cash from an FPL point of view. Um, £5 hasn't really sort of hit those i think there's been one game this season he hit 15 points that you know he's not really shown enough i think from the two fullbacks i'd pick target Um, but as a preference from from the fullbacks to center backs yeah i'm going to go a bit different i'm going to go away from the fullbacks i'm going to go concert just because he's always on the end of things from an attacking point of view um you know and i think um you know john mcginn's got such a good set piece delivery um he's, he's brilliant at free kicks and corners i think um you know concerts is going to become a real threat so um yeah i'm going to pick concert between between the three
0: I think it's a very fair shout. We will move on to our you know, proposed transfers uh, in just a minute. But we've got a, a question from the legendary PSB. And he says, you know, Chelsea have been conceding and Liverpool must be gutted not to come away with a victory at Leicester. Do you reckon keeping Salah for Chelsea is worth it? Many have already knee-jerked him out. So is he going to be a differential? I think the last thing that Mohamed Salah is ever going to be, even if he goes to AFCON, is a differential because I think there's too many set and forget teams out there. But um, Oli, it's a good question that PSB poses um, you know, do you think it's worth getting rid of Salah uh, for this Chelsea game, or you know, holding Salah for this Chelsea game? He's got one fixture, and then he's going to be away at
2: Afcon. But do you think you know he can really return uh, against the Blues? If you've got him, if you've still got him now, you're holding. You don't get rid of him now. If you were going to get rid of him, you'd get rid of him before Leeds. Um, I think. Um, obviously, former club, decent record against them as well. So you've got to keep Salah. Um, and you could benefit, he's not a differential, definitely not a differential, he's still like what, 57% owned <laughs> or something is he? So Or, or higher, you know, he's still yeah, got a lot definitely. of owners, so he's not a differential at all, but he's a player that if you have, you may as well keep and then just get rid of him when he leaves for AFCON, there's no reason to sell him I don't reckon.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, Oli's speaking a lot of sense there, Guru, which is not a sentence that I often say on the podcast, but (laughs) it's a a, a very fair point that he makes. I know personally, I don't have Muhammad Salah in my team and I I managed to escape, um, you know, a, a rare poor game from Mohamed Salah against Leicester um, by sheer dumb luck and a risky transfer from me but you know he's definitely got the ceiling to return against Chelsea I think Liverpool are going to come out fire and Chelsea have been conceding goals so you know for people like you that have got Salah Guru it's worth holding him isn't it yeah 100% and you've got to
1: remember as well Alonso I think he's banned is he for, the, for this Liverpool game and Rhys James is injured so uh, there's no you know they might have to play as the at, at left side he's obviously a really good player anyway but then Who are they going to play at right back Um, as well? I think, you know, Salah's burnt a lot of people this game week uh, with the pen miss. But I think if you've got him, you keep him. And I think he's a massive captain shout. I think he's going to come out firing and I'm going to back him to, you know, to haul this weekend against, uh, you know, Chelsea defence with some injuries. And I think that late goal from Brighton, um, you know, is going to have Chelsea on edge for this Liverpool game. Um, And I think Liverpool won this fixture. I know there was no fans. Um, it doesn't make much of a difference to the bridge anyway. But I think um, last season Liverpool won this game. Was it three-one
2: at Stamford two or, Bridge? Two or three-one. I remember was sent off
1: for some reason. Yeah,
2: um, and um made a howler, didn't he?
1: Yeah, that's that's the one. I just think um, Liverpool have had some some really interesting games down the years at, at the bridge. They've scored a few goals, and I think if you've got Salah, you um, yeah, you definitely keep him for this. So
0: I feel like if he's, he's blanked for a couple of weeks, surely he doesn't blank for a third. Yeah, I think, you know, Ollie saying Kepa had a howler doesn't exactly narrow the games down um, from my memory. I For some reason, have blanked and I can't remember that game at all. I can remember the reverse fixture, um, but I just can't remember that one for some reason, but do it doesn't remember, matter. I remember
2: watching that. I think that was a 9.30 kick-off over it. I think it was like one that, or or it was a game that I watched anyway. And yeah, Chelsea conceded, well, they had a really bad, like, few minutes. Christensen got sent off for, was, it, was he, oh, set, he was sent oh, off? Oh, Sadio, Sadio yeah. Mane scored a double Sadio Mane, movie. yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 of course
0: he did. Of course he did. Right, I remember it now. Thank you. Just needed. Got VAR
2: because he got got booked and then went to VAR. Got sent off. Was that one not two
0: nil? Was it two one?
2: Chelsea scored. Chelsea did C- score. Yeah. Kante scored. It... Oh was that... no, I'm confusing the games now. Kante, Kante was the year before, <laughs> before wasn't it? That was, yeah, that Kante was Kante the year before. year before.
0: I thought I thought it was two nil Liverpool that that game. I'm not not too sure. It doesn't really matter uh, at the end of the day, and we will move Liverpool, on. But... Well, we know that that's all that matters and you know if Salah's going to return that's all that's going to matter for 64.7% of the competition who have still got him in their teams as well so he is the furthest possible thing uh, from a differential at the minute and we've got another question just before we touch on transfers Quentin asks outside Madison is Lookman a sneaky option for Leicester and I think in terms of you know the whole season, I would probably say no. In terms of the next two game weeks, I think Leicester have got Norwich and Burnley in the next two. Um, and I'm never a huge advocate for getting a player into your team just for two game weeks. But, you know, if you're planning on maybe playing that wild card a fair bit early um, or free-hitting at uh, some point this season i think he's definitely worth a shot if he's got a favorable fixture but i don't rate him too highly i think he's fairly inconsistent and he hasn't really found his feet in the premier league but i'd probably be going for someone like damari gray who is i think 0.5 million cheaper uh, as well and you know he's got a much higher ceiling in my opinion and um, fairly similar fixtures in terms of things. And Everton and Leicester are two sides that, you know, can't really find any form to save themselves. They're both very, very inconsistent. So it's going to be interesting. I'd personally look elsewhere, um, but I'm sure you know if Leicester ever have a, a really nice green patch of fixtures, that he's definitely um, going to be a good shout in there. But Madison is always going to be the favoured midfielder. He's been on absolute fire recently, so he's definitely one to keep your eye on. But boys, we'll talk about our transfers now. Obviously, it's subject to change. We're sitting here recording this on the 30th the deadline is late uh, on new year's day so we've still got nearly 48 hours uh, until the deadline and we know how much can happen in a couple of hours so woe betide us what can happen in 48 of them we don't know what games are going ahead at the minute as far as we're concerned they're uh, they're pretty much all looking okay but there's obviously probably going to be postponements we can just sort of expect that these days and you've got to have the the 15-man squad to, to sort of account for that as well so guru regarding all games go ahead and everything is there any sort of moves that are in the you know any irons in the fire for you so far that you're thinking of making
1: yeah there's a couple i think it will come down to these potential double game weeks in 21 so if if villa get the double game week and everton get the the double game week (laughs) i'll probably be looking at that man damari gray uh bernardo will likely leave my team um look i think bernardo that there is a you know, a goal or an assist coming out of him soon and, and Arsenal's just that sort of game you, you know, know if you get rid of him he'll do something but if there's a double game week I want someone like um like Damari Gray um if there's not a double game week I'm probably going to look at someone like Tielemans um obviously Madison as well he's been spoken about what worries me about Madison is if he gets an injury in game um I've done it before where I've transferred in Wilson and he's been injured during the game. Danny Ying's another one. And Madison's that type of player that just carries injuries. So I think if I'm going to pick a Leicester player, it'll be Tielemans. Tielemans or Gray. And then I might take a minus four. So it'll be my third hit this season. Um, and I'll bring in uh, probably concert from Villa if they've got the double game week. Um, if they don't have the double game week, I'll be bringing in likely... Uh, Regulon for Reece James because Spurs will have double game weeks um, in game week 22, so they they're, they're going to be my my potential picks.
0: So in terms of the double game weeks, Guru, I'm sort of none the wiser at the minute. Are we expecting um you know a, a double game week coming up then with all the all the postponements? Is there rumours um that you know these games will be played at some point soon? Yes,
1: yeah, so there's talk of a, a Villa double game week for game week 21. So we might know before deadline that they're sort of saying we might hear it in the next 18 hours. Um, so I'm assuming that might be before like 5pm tomorrow or I don't know what what it is, UK time. Um, so they're talking about a Villa double game week in 21, which would give them a game against Brentford, um, maybe Leeds, I think it might be. Um, so they're talking about that one. Um, they're also talking about potentially Watford having a double game week in game week 21 um maybe everton having a double game week in in 21. um we might know before deadline or they might be released after deadline so um it's actually really really tricky to navigate hopefully we know before you can only really play what's in front of you i think um so that's what they're talking about and then game week 22 there's a ton of uh double game weeks that might be going ahead you know the likes of spurs even chelsea have uh, a couple of a couple of double games um man united um, there'll be plenty of sides. Uh, Liverpool will have their double game week. Um, so, yeah, there's um, Leeds. So, some interesting ones, but I think, yeah, 21, Villa, Watford, Everton. Um, are sort of the three I've heard. There's obviously one other team in there. I'm just not sure. Oh, Burnley. Burnley are the other one. And Burnley might have back-to-back double game weeks as well. Um, but I'm not really too keen on, on many it's of their sports. players. <laughs> yeah. A Cornet would be one to look out for, but he's injured. Um, yeah, maybe Pope, but again... Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard with the double gamings. But again, we don't know if we're going to know before deadline. I hope we do,
0: but who knows? Best believe if we do hear before deadline, we'll uh, we'll definitely be talking about it on all of our Twitter pages, Um, all of which will be in the description down below. So make sure you're following them uh, for, to keep up to date with all the latest news, FPL and Premier League as well in these crazy times. But Ollie, I just want to ask you just quickly, you know, if Burnley do get those double game weeks back to back who doesn't think the best Clara asset he'll be tripling that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you
2: remember that do you remember that kid on the news that when he was asked about his favourite Man United player and he said none of them they're all rubbish I would also use that <laughs> to describe Burnley assets at the moment um, but if you if you don't hear about it on the podcast you know it'll be on the discord straight away. So as soon as the news comes out, we'll be talking about it on the discord link to that is of course in the description. Come and join us. If you're not there already. Um, and Chris Reed, get that comment off the screen. Um, <laughs> are you going to, oh my days. Um, but transfers, I'm going to stick to my gut. I think FPL is about that. And, kukurea is going to come into my team i've had a look at regulon um obviously spurs got the double um fixtures don't really excite me too much with that with those two fives coming up relatively soon um i like brighton's run i think i'll have cover for him by the time gaming 24 comes around anyway um and he's a bonus point merchant 13 bonus points this season already so that'll be my only transfer um the FPL hero of the season, Tino Livramento, is on the chopping block, but that might be one I'll make in a couple of weeks um, rather than <laughs> now. But for this week, it'll be it'll be just the one, which will be Cuquera Keuchira- in for Rudiger.
0: I thought he was staying in everyone's teams for 38 game, which I thought that was just you know we all just agreed he was just going to sit and rot on our bench, even if he wasn't playing, even if he was injured. I can no, you a him like that, Ollie.
2: <laughs> I've got money. I can afford to upgrade him.
0: Wow! Never I've, forget got, who I've got. Made you, mate. I've got. I've got.
2: I've got four million in the bank. I was the, one of the first ones who was on him. I was one of the first ones.
0: You told I, me before I, the season, to be fair, he comes up to yes, me and he goes, I read an this, article that the Premier League yeah. under Under whatever 23s at Chelsea. There's no loyalty
1: in, in football anymore, is there? And um, and Ollie's just, Ollie's just showing that.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I started mercenary. this company and, and, and everyone else jumped on it. And then now when I sell it, I'm getting chastised. Like... That's not how it works. Um but no, I've got i I've got four million in the bank. I want to keep about two million out of spare just so I can go straight from Fernandez to Salah as soon as he comes back. But two million, you can still do a lot with that at the moment. So yeah, Livermento on the way out, which will be which will be a sad one. Um to be fair, I think the palace assets are both also interesting ones. Um mm-hmm. definitely they short They'll have I'm a gonna, double early. They will, so I might hold them for that. But they've got a lot of fours coming up, so I might have to bench the likes of Guayhi and Guaita. Um, but in terms of the transfer front, yeah, the only one I'm making is the one I've just talked about.
0: So right, you're no stranger to Benjamin Guaita anyway, because you did it this week after his uh, nine points. Oh, that, like... that was
2: annoying. That was annoying.
0: It was like a six-point swing, wasn't it? Because you started
2: Sanchez, and did he get three? Sanchez would have had two, um, I think, because he would. Have, I don't think he got save points this morning. Um, no, he did get a third. Sorry, he did get a third, and then Guaita. Guaita only got the six, so it was a three-point. The three point That's swing, which bad. isn't too bad. Obviously, slightly annoying because three points can actually get you a fair way up in OR, but you know it is what it is. Especially with Guaita being benched, it's like previous weeks. You don't think that he's just going to start, but but there you go. Rudy, really it's all right. We'll just, uh, we're, you know, we'll duck you a week's wages
0: and, uh, you know, you can keep sleeping in as much as you want snoozing. He says Christmas has wrecked him um, and he obviously wishes everyone a happy new year. And he's going to leave it to the three experts. There'll be no human fence uh, or hitman on the podcast today. And so far, we haven't really talked about taking any hits and I'm not going to be taking any hits this week either in terms of my transfers all going well. Um, I'm going to be making two transfers because I rolled over my transfer last week because I was happy and comfortable with my team. Something that I hadn't done for a while, but it felt good to do again, boys. I'm not going to lie to you. I do love rolling over, having my two free transfers Um, and not necessarily having to feel guilty about, you know, bringing players in on hits and that sort of stuff. So I've got two for this week and I think Smith Rowe is going to be on his way out. He doesn't have the best fixtures coming up. Um, and they've got a couple of blanks as well. The only thing is they might have a couple of double game weeks because I know a lot of their games have been postponed. So I'm going to wait to see what happens with that. Um, if If they don't, and, you know, he's only got the singles for the next couple of game weeks. Damari Gray is going to be the man that comes in uh, for me in my midfield. And Then Marcus Alonso is going to come out of my defence. He's someone who hasn't exactly served me brilliantly. I sort of filled the void ever since Chilwell left, but he couldn't exactly fill his boots. Um, we miss you, Ben Chilwell. Please come back. He was brilliant for the couple of weeks that he was in my side. Um, and apparently he's done his ACL. So fingers crossed, all of his surgery and everything goes well, and he can uh, come back soon. But in terms of a defender that I'll be bringing in, I'm not entirely too sure at the minute, boys. I was sort of, you know, listening to what you were both saying about defenders and everything. I'm not too keen on Kukurela. I think there's probably better options, uh, cheaper at five million um, than him, even in that Brighton team. I don't really know if splashing the cash on him is too worth it because his assists and goals aren't too brilliant. I know that he loves to attack, but I'm not really too sure. And double Brighton is going to be risky, but they do have brilliant fixtures coming up. So it's going to be. You know you're gonna to have to hold and wait wait and see on twitter and what sort of changes i do end up making in the end to my defense but all going well it will be a fresh defender for marcus alonso and Damari Gray for Emil Smith-Rowe. But boys, the captaincy is a big one this week, which has done a lot of managers in. A lot of people stuck with Salah uh, with the armband. Personally, didn't myself, but that was a massive, massive risk that did end up paying uh, off for this week. But Guru, can you see a lot of people still going with Salah for that Chelsea game? He's obviously one of the best players in the world at the minute, if not the best. Got the highest ceiling uh, for points you'd like to hope, even against Chelsea. So do you back him in again this week?
1: Um, again, I think if it comes down to this double game week, I think if we get the um, the Villa double game week, I think we'll see a lot of people captaining Ollie Watkins. Um, but say it's just a regular game week, I think a lot of people then look to stick with uh, with Salah. Um, you know, he's been brilliant this season. You've got to stay loyal to him. It's, a, it's you wouldn't normally say it's a good fixture, but I think the, the injuries to Chelsea, um, it is it is then a good fixture. So um I think yeah, stay loyal with Salah. Um I will be um unless you know there is a double game with Vivilla. I thought about Son, but um just didn't impress me. And, and he's not impressed me for a few games now uh for, for Spurs. I've been a bit disappointed with his um his performances. He's not um he's just not looked on it. Um so probably not Son more Salah or maybe Ollie Watkins.
0: I think that's you know a great shout, Ollie Watkins. You know, it's probably a little bit of a curveball there, um, and obviously we will get onto your guru section in just a minute, and I'm sure he'll probably make an appearance uh, at some point. But Ollie, who do you think it's going to be for you this week?
2: Completely depends on the game in the morning. Um, if Ronaldo does well, I'll keep it on him. If he doesn't, then my options actually this week are really limited. Um, I'm going to throw Jared Bowen out there as a potential real curveball. Um, I saw a comment before uh, lording Jared Bowen, and I fully concur. I think he's a brilliant footballer. Um, had a really good week. Um, has the potential to go big, also the potential to blank. Um, but that's how threadbare my captain options are, because my three strikers at the moment looking into next week are Ronaldo, Dennis and Brogier. Uh, Brogier sorry. I don't think I'll be captain any the M3. Could be Bruno Fernandes, but... Again it just depends on how United do, and if United do well, it will be Ronaldo over Bruno anyway, probably. So it could be Boeing out of left field. Um I don't fancy Foden or any of the you know, city assets. But we'll see. It'll be it'll be a one that I'll have to wait on, but I've got no um no certain calls yet.
0: Yeah, and it is obviously difficult not knowing which games are gonna go ahead uh, and all that as well. Reedy makes a, a good point to me there. Cucurella gets a lot more returns than Lampte. Lamptey was so good last season when he was fit, so I'm just yeah. gonna, you know, keep my eyes peeled and see what happens. I'm not, not disregarding Cucurella at all. He might be the one that ends up coming into my side. Um, but I, I'm not too not too keen on him, just not sure about the, the five million um for a Brighton defender there, but we'll just have to see. Um before you know, we uh, we go on to the guru section. I've obviously got to share who I think I'm going to captain this week. And uh, he didn't let me down this week. And I'm hoping he's not going to let me down the next week as well. Um, it's going to be Heung-min Son for me, I think, boys. I think he's the one um, deserving of the armband. I think i will probably stick the vice on Ronaldo. They've got a nice fixture, Wolves away. So it'll be a, a national team reunion for him and Bruno Fernandes and Dallo as well, playing their Portuguese teammates. So he knows the ins and outs of all of them. And, um, you know, maybe if he can have a a shot on goal this time, us managers uh, will be absolutely delighted with that one. And maybe he'll even pick up, you know, maybe an assist or anything like that, because he's let us down recently. And he's definitely on the chopping block and looking like he might be gone from my side at some point if he doesn't start performing. Before we move on to the guru section, though, boys, Quentin makes a very good point. He says, in, in regards to the double game weeks, can you look much into them? If fixtures are bad, do you still aim for double fixture players, regardless what team they play for? And I want to bring back a story from a couple of seasons ago where Lewis Dunk was a certain man who was captained by a lot of FPR managers. Because and he had triple two. captain. Triple captain by a lot of <laughs> FBI managers because he had, you know, he had some nice fixtures, didn't he, Guru, for his uh, his double game weeks and everything and everyone thought, oh, it's a double game week, got to go with him. Forgetting that, of course, he plays for Brighton and they're not necessarily a side that you want to be wasting your, your triple captain or even your captain on, to be honest. So, in terms of that, I think that pretty much speaks for itself. You don't necessarily want to look too far into it, do you, Guru? And, you know, if you're playing a team like Man City or Liverpool or Chelsea um, in your double game week, it's more, more, more or less likely going to be a, a single game week anyway because they're probably going to beat you so it's an interesting one isn't it but I think you know I tend to not look into them too much and I think you're much the same aren't you Guru
1: yeah I think you're right there you know if you're looking at someone from um you know say at Burnley you've got all of these games in hand and they you have know, got two double game weeks in a row and everyone's looking at their players and you're thinking about captain one of their that you've got to look at it and think would you captain that that Burnley player in one of those single game weeks you probably wouldn't so why would you then captain them over both I know you get two chances but you know I always say with double game weeks never disregard the single game weeks as well um you know say for example a man City have got a good fixture um you'd much rather still have their assets than you know a couple of you know hatchet men from Burnley so um you know I think um you've got to look at it and (laughs) you've got to look at it and think you know what if you're not going to captain that player on if it was a single game week yeah I, not for me someone like Ollie Watkins is a bit different because um he's a striker you expect him to score you know in any fixture and if he has two decent fixtures it's different but if you're looking at someone like you know Chris Wood playing against i don't know Spurs and um you know Man United in a double then you're just wasting
0: your time in my opinion <laughs> They Great truly call. are. and I don't think Ollie's going to disagree with that, despite, you know, he's obviously going to be tripling up on those Burnley assets as soon as he hears that they've got the double <laughs> game weeks. But he obviously agrees with what you said there. And I fully agree with what you've said as well. I think it's very easy to to get caught up in the romanticism of, oh, they've got two games, that's two bites at the cherry to get points for them. But if you're thinking it like that anyway, they've pretty much only got one game. Because if, you, if you're thinking they're going to need that second chance to haul for you what is the point at the end of the day so you've got to yeah, back you're stuck with them. them you're stuck with them as well once they're in unless you're going to wild card after um
1: or you say you've done on a free hit that's different but if you have transfer them in, you're stuck with them um you know I'm not buying into this you know there's a lot of talk about Burnley right now with these games and I'm just not buying into it they're in the bottom three for a reason um you know they've not been the Burnley of that like we've seen in previous years where they've been solid at the back and yeah n- not for me I'd rather a single game week player uh, with a good fixture, then, um, you know, the likes of Burnley, you know, Norwich's, you know, Watford defenders and stuff. Yeah, not not for me.
0: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very fair point that you make, Guru. So they are our captains and our transfers for the week. <laughs> So we'll move on now to the, the Guru section, the information part of the podcast brought to you by the very own Matty Day, the FPL addicts Guru. He's got his three players to watch, his three teams to back, his captain and his curveball. So we'll start with your three players to back, Guru. Who have you gone with?
1: Sorry to any Burnley fans out there, but no, no Burnley players this week. Um, you know, I feel a bit bad paying them out like I have, but I've, uh, yeah, I've not backed I've any of their assets. It's going to be a couple of Leicester boys this week. Um, I'm really liking Tielemans. He got a rest against Liverpool. You know They only gave him 20 minutes. He's got Norwich at home. His last home game um, that he started was against Newcastle and he got 16 points. Um, he's 3.8% owned and he will likely have a double game week in 22. Um, really liking Tielemans. I'm also liking a, a, a play. He's kind of come back from the dead lately. Um, so many injuries. Um, is Castagna from Leicester as well? Um he was really good in FBL last season. He's 0.8 percent owned. he's got Norwich at home. he was brilliant against Liverpool the other day. Um, so really liking him. And then my last one is gonna be if this double game week goes ahead, I'm gonna have to go John McGinn at 1.7 percent owned for Villa away at Brentford. um you know potentially a double game week. I think it could be against Everton or Leeds is the double. Um, he's on all their set pieces. he's got a great delivery. Um, so that that's uh, that's
0: my three. Yeah, and the, the seed has been planted with Timothy Castagna for me there, Guru, and he's definitely one that I will uh, watch with great interest, maybe even bring him into my side, you know, take some advice from you because uh, he was so brilliant, you know, when he was fit last season, but he did seem to get injured quite a bit. But, you know, he, he was good against Liverpool and um, obviously a home fixture to Norwich is, uh, is quite favourable. So I think they are three very good picks from you there. In terms of your three teams to back this week, who have you gone with?
1: I back Leicester against Norwich. Um, You know, Leicester beating Liverpool. Norwich has been depleted. Um, I have had a few Leicester fans tell me that Norwich is a team that they actually do struggle against um, historically. And, you know, with Leicester's form this year, it has been quite up and down. Uh, But I will back them in that one. Um, I'm going to back Spurs against Watford from what I saw from Watford against West Ham. I wasn't impressed. Um, I think we'll go and get three points in that one. Um, and then I'm going to back uh, Villa against Brentford. I think a fresh Villa, um, a depleted Brentford. Obviously, Brentford, are, you know, they're tough to beat at, at, um, you know, when they're playing at home, but I think I'll back uh, Villa to, uh, to get the points.
0: Yeah, again, I think, you know, three very easy um, teams to pick there. I think the Villa one's definitely interesting. But, you know, for the run of play at the minute and how the the two teams there are performing, I definitely think it's a, a very good pick from you there. And fingers crossed Spurs can overrun Watford if I'm a captain in human son as well, because I'm sure he'll have a field day if they start ticking and playing well, as they have been under Conte. In terms of your, your regular captains for this week, then, Guru, you've picked three. So who have you gone with? Salah, um, I think he's going to hit back. Um, You know,
1: I think he obviously he's blanked in this Leicester game, but I think this Chelsea game, he's going to leave the Afcon, leave for the Afcon on on a high. I can see him bagging a goal or two. Um, I'm going to back Harry Kane. Um, I'm just so good to be able to put him in the uh, in the captain shouts again. But he should have had 12 points against Southampton. He had a disallowed goal. It wasn't offside, Um, and he looked really sharp again. Um, You know, I think. If we talk about Harry Kane, I think he's actually a better better pick right now than Ronaldo. Um, And he's cheaper as well. So I'm going to back Kane and then I will back James Madison as my my third captain.
0: It's been a while since Harry Kane has been mentioned in one of these guru sections. I think... You know, probably one of the, the few times that it has been so far this season, um, so late into the season as well, which is so surprising, but he seems to be on form. I agree with you, Guru, that that second goal that he had disallowed was just absolutely absurd, absolutely ridiculous. Um, Still don't know what they're doing with those sorts of offsides. with VAR but we could sit here for hours and talk about how rubbish VAR is and how rubbish the officiating is Um, but unfortunately we can't do that we've got to hear your curveball captain as well Guru and it's a name that you've mentioned so far on the podcast so who have you gone with it's
1: a player I love I actually really love this player it's going to be Ollie Watkins um, away to Brentford it's his old club Um, and then you know with this potential double game week up his sleeve I think he could be a really really good shout um, as a captain Um, Probably my captain if they get the double, um, but yeah, good curveball for me and a uh, really sharp player, good fixture, um, obviously if it goes ahead.
0: Yeah, I think he's a, a brilliant, brilliant pick and one that a lot of people will uh, look to get in their team. Fingers crossed their fixture isn't postponed, you know, two hours before the deadline, how it was the other week when uh, the over a million FPL managers transferred him in. But that wraps up a, uh, another brilliant guru section, Matt, so thank you very much. <laughs> Right, and that will bring us to the end of today's podcast as well. I'll ask for the final word from you both. So, Ollie, do you have any last words of wisdom or advice going into to game week 21 for everyone? And you can't mention Danny Welbeck. And you've also got to make sure your mic's not muted.
2: Um, no, just, I, I mean, I don't really have much good advice anyway, so why would I give any now? Um, just best of luck for the upcoming game week. Happy new year. Um, hopefully 2022, you know, if you've had a bad FPL in 2021, bad FPL experience, hopefully it's better for you in 2022. Enjoy the festivities, stay away from FPL a little bit if you can, enjoy, you know, enjoy the new year coming in. Don't have to be worried about whether you're transferring out player X or player Y, uh, but enjoy it. Have a few drinks if, you, if you're if you old enough and you fancy it. Um, but yeah, just just have a good one, really.
0: Absolutely. And Guru, before I ask you for your last word, we do have one final question. The final question on the (laughs) FPL Addicts podcast. And it's a brilliant one to finish off the year with as well. So hold your horses, everyone, before you leave. He says, Who would be your five defender picks if you wildcard before Game Week 21, max two above six million? So, Guru, the last question on the FPL Addicts podcast for 2021. It's over to you.
1: I'm going to pick two above six million now uh, to get them done. It's Trent going have the double game week in 22. I'm gonna go Robertson with the double game week in 22 as well. Um when he's back from his ban, I thought he was absolutely brilliant um before his red card. Um, I'll go Regulon. Um Cancelo obviously has to has to be in there. You know, he's been extra like really consistent uh this season um and for the fifth one. Oh, it's a tough one. You know what? He's... I'm thinking if I take double game weeks, push double game weeks aside and just think about single game weeks, um, you know, I'm going to back Ollie shout of Cucurella. Let's put him in
0: there. I love that backing your mate on the podcast as well and that does wrap up the final FPL Addicts podcast for 2021 we thank you all for what has been a brilliant year of uh, talking fantasy football through a screen listening to us we thank you all very much for tolerating us uh, you know interacting with us the chat was on fire uh, tonight as well so I hope you will have a wonderful wonderful start to your new year fingers crossed if you've got football on and all that sort of stuff that goes well for all of you make sure you stay safe uh, and all that sort of stuff mate all your FPL dreams come true as we head into 2021 2022. Take care, stay safe, bye for now.